Now this morning, I would like to share from Daniel chapter 9, continuing our series, the unshakable series on the book of Daniel. And my text is taken from Daniel chapter 9. But I will just read to you four of the most powerful verses in the Bible. Let's read Daniel chapter 9, verse 24 to 27. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and for your holy city to finish the transgressions, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Verse 25, Know therefore and understand that from the going forth of the command to restore and rebuild Jerusalem until Messiah the Prince, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. The street shall be built again and the wall, even in troublesome times. And after the 62 weeks, Messiah shall be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince who is to come shall destroy the city and the sanctuary. The end of it shall be with the flood until the end of the war. Desolations are determined. Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week. But in the middle of the week, he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering. And on the wind of abomination shall be one who makes desolate. Even until the consummation which is determined is poured out on the desolate. From this text, I'd like to share on God's timeline. Daniel chapter 9 is a remarkable, some have said the most fascinating chapter in the Bible. Because there in Daniel chapter 9, and especially from the text that I have just read to you, we have God's timeline. The passage tells us, the God's timeline is put in the form of weeks. 70 weeks. First of all, we notice that the 77th year shows us that God is in control of time. When we talk about the 70 weeks here, it is actually a timeline of 70 times 7. So we are talking about actually 490 years. And the 70 weeks are divided into 7 weeks, 62 weeks, and 1 week. Let's consider what these are. The first period is that of 7 sevens, which is equal to 49 years. And the starting point there is from the time that the city shall be rebuilt. And that can be dated 
to the decree of Artaxerxes, recorded for us in Nehemiah, chapter 2, verse 5 to 8. And so the starting point of God's timeline here in Daniel 70 with prophecy started in the year 445 BC. And it lasted for 49 years. And the next timeline given for us, the second period, is that of 62 sevens, which is equals to 434 years. And it talks about the coming of the Messiah. And that was the time that the Messiah, whom we all know, is none other than Jesus Christ himself. And he rode on a donkey, triumphantly entering into Jerusalem. And then the Messiah is cut off. He died on the cross. He was crucified for each and every one of us. And that was the timeline for the 62 weeks. It is amazing that all these are recorded for us in such a precise manner. But then after that, there is that one final week of seven years. After the seven weeks and the 62 weeks, there is a time gap before the ushering in of the final or the 70th week of Daniel. And the time gap Biblical scholars have recognized this as the church age. The church age. Nothing is recorded about this time gap between the 69th and the 70th, the final week of Daniel's prophecy. Why? Because right from the beginning, in verse 24 itself, it is said that this prophecy has to do with the Jews. It says, concerning your people and your city. It is not about the Gentiles. The focus now is now on the Jews. Daniel chapter 2 talks about the four statues, or, or rather the statues of Nebuchadnezzar with the four kingdoms. And the four kingdoms are the Babylonian, the Middle Persian, and also the Greek and the Roman Empire. Daniel chapter 7 talks about the same thing, the four beasts, referring to the four kingdoms as well. So in other places, Daniel have talked about the Gentile kingdoms. But now, he's focusing on the Jews. And he says, concerning your people, who are the, these your people? It is the Jews. The Jews are remarkable people. God ordained, God decreed, God blessed. And there are less than 25 million Jews in the world. About 9 million are in Israel right now. But about 9 million or so 
are scattered over the world. And yet, they are blessed of God in every ways. One third of the Nobel Prize winners are Jewish. Many, many inventions, technology, healthcare, medicine are all contributed by the Jews. A lot of people do not recognize that or refuse to recognize that. But God says, I have blessed the Jews and I have a plan for the Jews. Concerning your city, the Bible says, Jerusalem, oh Jerusalem. Mentioned more than 800 times in the Bible. Jerusalem, the place, is the, it is the hottest place in the earth right now. I'm, I'm not talking about the temperature. I'm talking about what happens in the Middle East right now, even today. And God has a plan even for that place. Now the Golan Heights, the West Bank, the Sinai Peninsula. Oh, it's a hotbed of tension. And the most disputed tract of land on planet Earth today is the Temple Mount, which is made up of just about 35 acres. But watch out for that piece of land. God has already decreed that place. God has a plan and a timeline for that as well. And so Daniel was talking about this group of people. And so he described what is going to happen. In the seven weeks or the 49 years, in the 434 years or the 62 weeks, and finally the 70th week. But in between, there is a time gap. And we are living in that time gap right now. We do not know how long it was decreed. Daniel never tells us that. I suppose nobody imagined that it would last more than 2,000 years. But that's where we are right now. How do we know when this final week of Daniel will begin? The Bible tells us here, the prince to come will appear. Who is this prince to come? Bible scholars recognize this as the Antichrist. And they will mark the beginning of the 70th week. The final seven years of Daniel's prophecy. Oh, there's been a lot of speculation about who this Antichrist is. I won't go through all the names. We do not know who the person is. But he will come with a solution for the world's problem, including the pandemic, including racial tensions, including wars, economy, healthcare. The world is looking for a solution. And in the final days, Antichrist will come with that. And at the beginning of the 70th week of Daniel, he will sign a peace treaty among the nations with Israel. And Israel will be deceived into, into signing that treaty. And yes, in the first three and a half years, there will be peace. Israel will be allowed to do a lot of things. But then after that, the final half of the 
seven years, that treaty will be broken. And that will be the great tribulation that has never been seen throughout the earth. And the Bible talks about the abomination of desolation. Jesus talked about it in the Oliver Discourse as well. That's what is going to happen in the final week. Before the Most Holy One will come and bring a conclusion to all these things. So it's all in the Bible. What I have related to you is what we, as a church and as a movement, Assemblies of God in general, this is called, in theology, it's called the pre-tribulation theory. Or, or, or that is a time when we believe that during the final seven years, the church will be raptured. The church will be taken up into, into heaven. We will not go through that tribulation. But Israel will be tested during that time because that is part of God's plan. And finally, they will recognize the Messiah when he shall come in his glory. It is amazing that God has laid down all of this for us. There may be people who may differ in interpreting the final weeks and what actually happened. We don't have full understanding of it, but the timeline is clear. In other words, God is in control of time, of all time. Not only is He sovereign in the nations, not only He sets up kings and kingdoms and He pulls down kings and kingdoms, but He defined the time as well. And the Bible is so accurate in, in, this, in this timeline of God. It does not end with just the final week of Daniel and it goes on and on until you, book, you read the book of Revelation. You know, finally, we win. Hallelujah. We may go through a lot of situations, but God has already given us His Word. And that's what makes the Word of God different from all other teachings, from all other philosophies, all other religions. They, they teach us good things. But there's no religion, there's no religious books that can ever predict the future as the Bible. Only the Bible gives us such detailed timeline of God. And many of these prophecies have already been fulfilled. It shows us that God and the Word of God is accurate. It's for each and every one of us. You want to know more about the timeline of God in other areas? This is the word. This is the word that God has even for each and every one of us. God is exact. He is very exact and holds all history in His hands. He works according to His timing. God has a plan and a timing that you and I can rely on and can trust Him for it. How do you understand God's timeline? Let me give you three powerful principles 
in understanding God's timeline. Verse 22, the Bible tells us Gabriel, the archangel, appeared to Daniel. And three times he told Daniel, I'm here. For what purpose? To give you understanding. To give you understanding on God's timing. You see, God wants us to understand His plan and His timing for what He's going to do. God wants us to know the future and be prepared for it. So what are these three powerful principles? The first one, study the Scriptures. Study the Scriptures. Daniel chapter 9, verse 1 to 2, the Bible tells us, Daniel understood by the books. He, he studied the Word of God. And by that, we are talking about he was reading. He has access to and he was reading the prophecy of Jeremiah. Jeremiah has already prophesied before that, that the captivity of the people of Israel will last for 70 years. And when King Darius, the second world empire that came into power in Daniel chapter 9 verse 1, that happened in 539 BC. The Babylonian captivity happened in 605 BC. In other words, the captivity had lasted for about 66 years already. And Daniel understood that the captivity will last for 70 years. And because of that, oh, he came before the presence of God. Can you just imagine when Daniel was reading the prophecy of Jeremiah, he says, oh, finally, he's coming to an end. And he stood on the promise of God. He knew he stood on the promise of God. God, the captivity is coming to a close. Friends, it's, it's, it's important for us to understand that God does everything according to a timetable. His timetable, not your timetable, not my timetable. God keeps His word. So study the scriptures. Type in there. Study the scriptures. And you will have understanding concerning the timing of God, not only for the ages, but also for your own life. And secondly, we have to pray according to God's will. Pray according to God's will. Daniel chapter 9, verse 3 to verse 19. How does he know God's will? He studied the scriptures. And after that, he went to God with the scriptures. God, we are now in the 66 years. So you said it's 70 years. So we, 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 Lord, your people are close to the end of the captivity. And then he prayed accordingly for the release of God's people. If he had prayed earlier, when they were maybe 50 years into the captivity, God will never answer that prayer. 
because it's not according to his timeline. It's not according to his will. God has declared his will in this in this uh, uh, area, and Daniel was just standing on God's promise. Praying according to God's will. When we pray, do we pray according to God's will? Many times, we pray and try to impose our will on God. And many of our timing that we try to impose on God does not work. We try to force our timetable into heaven's timetable. No, God does not work that way. We know God's will through prayer. Type in the chat group. Pray according to God's will. Yeah, many times we pray and say, Lord, let your will be done. But actually we have made up our mind what that will is. And it is amazing. When God answers, you find that he answers in a very different way. So Daniel came before the Lord and he confessed. He confessed the sins of the people. And he included himself. In that confession, that long confession, he used the word, the plural, we, not they, we. I mean, Daniel was righteous, close to God. Followed God all the way. But he confessed and said, we have sinned against you. And he stood in the gap for the people. Say, God, release your people. We have suffered long enough. When we pray for situations, we have to stand in the gap. When we pray for nations, we have to come before the Lord in repentance and standing in the gap. Daniel was just one person and yet he stood in that gap based on God's word. And God can answer a prayer like that. And indeed, God answered. So how do, you, how do you deal with God's timing? You have to talk to God. You have to intercede before Him and know the Word of God. So three powerful principles. First of all, study. Secondly, pray. First of all, study the Scripture. Secondly, Pray according to God's will. And thirdly, God answers prayer. Type in the chat group. God answers prayer. You can trust Him. He will answer our prayer. In verse 22 and verse 23, Gabriel says, when you pray, oh, God has already immediately answered. There were times when Daniel had to wait for 21 days, but now there was an immediate answer. 
And when God answers, there are certain things that we need to take note of here. We have to focus on the person and not the promises of God. Focus on the person of God and not just on his promises. What happens here is Daniel came and prayed and he knew God's will that the captivity will end soon. But God did not answer according to the promise of the ending of the captivity of 70 years. When God answers, God says it shall be not just 70 years, but 70 times 7 weeks. If you work that out into years, it's 490 years. Wow. I mean, Daniel was just asking for the next four years, but God answers him what, uh, on, on what he's going to do in the next 490 years as far as the people of God is concerned. God answers in amazing ways. So what did that do to Daniel? Daniel could have said, No, God, but you promised 70 years, not any longer than that. But no, he could have been disappointed. But he wasn't base, basing his prayer on the promises of God. His relationship with God is not just based on the promises of God. So many of us are trapped in just wanting to see the fulfillment of God's promises. I have one brother who one day just asked me, you know, pastor, what happens to God's promises? God promises so many things, but in my own life, I couldn't see the fulfillment of the promises of God. Are God's promises real? Are they for us now? Or are they just promises? You see, that person is just focusing on the promises of God. But even on the promises of God, God has a timing for all His promises to be fulfilled. Not necessarily immediately. But for Daniel, he did not focus. God, you, you, you say 70 years, now you are extending it. No way, God. No, no, no. Daniel accepted it. He understood. He accepted it because he wasn't focusing on the promises of God alone. He was focusing on the person of God, the God of Daniel, the God that he knows, he has trusted. Are you following God just because he gave us tremendous promises? Or are you following him because he is good? He is full of grace and mercy and the love of God overwhelms us. Focus on the person of God, not His promises. I follow God not because He has promised me money, wealth, treasures, fame, fortune. No. Even if God does not promise me anything, I will follow Him. I don't need the promises of God to keep me faithful to God. 
Your relationship with your husband or wife, is it based on promises that you have made to each other? Yeah, of course, besides the one, the covenant that you have made, you know, until death do you part. But it's not based on what he or she can promise you. But it's based on the relationship, on the nature of the person, and you know that you can trust. God answers prayers. Be patient with God. Type in the chat group, be patient. You see, the problem with us in trusting God and His timeline is that we run out of patience. There is a battle between God's timeline and my timeline. A lot of things in life takes time. Sometimes I boil water. Or many times I boil water and I have to wait. Sometimes I see the bubbles coming up. Whether it's to, 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 to boil water for my coffee or to boil water for, for my half-boiled egg. I have to wait and see the bubbles are enough or not. I have to wait. There's the time to wait. Even for the boiling of water. Even for eggs to hatch. It, it is said that, how, how long does it take for eggs to hatch? You cannot quicken that process. Even for your wife to prepare dinner, it takes time. And we have to wait. Be patient. I think the greatest mistake in life is when we run out of patience and run ahead of God's timing. Now, we can either run ahead of God's timing or we are too slow. But most of us made the mistake of running ahead of God's timing. Look at King Saul, for example. King Saul, he rushed God's timing in 1 Samuel chapter 13. He was supposed to wait for Samuel to come before he, and Samuel will offer the sacrifices to God and God will bless the nation. But he couldn't wait. He did what he was not supposed to do even as a king. He offered the sacrifices and when Samuel came and Samuel asked, Saul, Saul, what have you done? And Saul gave all kinds of excuses. When we rush ahead of God and do our own things, that's what we do. The serpent asked me to do it. Sin caused me to do it. Society caused me to do it. Satan caused me to do it. But no, it was self. And because of that, the kingdom was destroyed and taken away from Saul. On the other hand, look at David. David is a man who knows how to wait on God's timing. Look, for example, even in 1 Samuel chapter 16, David was first anointed to be the king of Israel. But then it did not happen immediately. It was not until 2 Samuel chapter 5 that David was anointed as a king of Israel. 20 chapters in between from the time of the anointing until he was crowned as king. 
David waited. To be exact, he waited for 22 years. After his first anointing, he had to wait for 15 years. And after that, he was anointed as a king in Judah. After that, he has to wait another seven years before the whole of Israel recognized him as king. You see, David was not ready to be king yet. He has learned to fight with lions and bears with his bare hands. But in the future, he never mentioned much about that already because he has to learn how to be a king. God was molding his character. He has to learn the skills of warfare. In fact, in Psalms 144 verse 1, David says, The Lord has trained me for battle, for warfare, so that he can be a skillful person. He learned to wait upon God. Brothers and sisters, learn to wait upon God and His timing. Don't rush your timetable into God's timetable. And during that waiting period, God is working while we are waiting. So what is God's timeline for you? I do not know. Some of you may have just lost your job and you thought and you think everything is everything is over. No, learn to wait on God's timeline for you. He has a new thing to do in your life and in your situation. He will bring it to pass. And during this pandemic season, sometimes we are wondering what is happening. I am not in any way anxious about what is happening. I know my life, I know this nation is under the timeline of God. He's working in our land. He's working in my life. And I have to just be sensitive to know His timeline for me and not worry and fret. So be patient with God. Don't rush ahead. But wait upon him, the Lord. And finally, recognize God's timing in your life. Recognize God's timing. Psalms 31 verse 15. My times are in your hands. Can you say that? Recognize God's timing. Type that into your chat group. And you can declare together with the psalmist and say, My times are in your hands. Recognize God's working and timing in your life. And trust Him fully for it. He knows what He is doing. Be aware of the little things that are indication of God's working and timing in your life. Don't brush this aside. Be a person of faith and an instrument in the hands of a faithful God. Let me say and let me emphasize 
There is a divine timing in your life. I declare it to you. Nothing happens by chance or by coincidence. And you have to be aware of those divine timing going on in your life. And God's timing is sovereign. He is in total control. God's timing is sufficient for each and every one of us. He will take you through to where he wants you to be. And when? Get close to God. Bible says in 2 Peter 3.8, God's time is not like our time. 2 Peter 3.8 tells us about Yahweh's time. And what is Yahweh's time? A thousand days is just like one day to the Lord. And one day is like a thousand days. You can put that into years. So our timing is so different from God. But when you learn to trust in the person of God, recognize God's timing in your life. You will not be worried. You will not be anxious. You will walk in peace and confidence knowing that in God's timeline, He has put you there. He has a place and a time for you and He will bless you. He will watch over you and His will shall come to pass in your life. Study the scriptures. Pray according to God's will. And know that God answers prayer. You can trust Him. Let's pray. Father, even right now, we just come before you. We thank you for your word. May you continue to speak to each and every one right now, whatever situation, dear Lord. Lord, there are people who are concerned about their future. They do not know what is there, dear Lord. All they see are just negative things, dear Lord. Hazard things that may be happening. But right now, I pray for the impartation of God's word that you will just cause them to recognize, dear Lord, that you are still in control your Lord of all things and you are in control of time as well. I pray, dear Lord, for those who are struggling to understand and to make sense of life even right now, dear God, grant understanding, understanding to each and every one, dear Lord, that we will know and, and, and we will walk according to your will. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray, dear Lord, for all those, dear Lord, who, 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 who are struggling to know the future, who are struggling, dear Lord, to find where they fit in to your plan and purposes for their life, dear Father. I pray, God, that you will bring about even victory right now. Oh, God, oh, God, 
Yes, you have a plan, Lord, and you have a timing for each and every person. And in due time, Lord, you will exalt, you will lift up, you will bless, dear Lord, each and every person, dear God, as we trust in you. We look to you right now. Oh God, our focus is on you and not just your promises. And Lord, we surrender ourselves to you and we declare that indeed our times are in your hands. Grand Lord leading, grant your Lord guidance, grant your Lord direction, even for your people, dear Lord, in the days ahead. We give you the praise and the glory in Jesus' name. We'd like to pray for you and what you're going through right now. For God's understanding for you, for God's timing for your life, guidance and leading, whether it be from the job or even it be for the life partner or whether it be your situation at home or whether it be your physical condition, God will touch you, God will bless you. So you like prayer, I would like to invite you even to our prayer Zoom room. The QR code is there on the screen or the Zoom link is there on the screen. Please follow us on this and click on the link. And there are pastors and leaders who are there ready to pray with you in person according to the specific needs of your life and they will bless you with the word of God and confirm what the Lord is doing in your life. So I invite you right now, just join us in our Zoom prayer room.